Welcome to Pastoral Advisory, Culturally Incorrect Material. This podcast is brought to you by May the Exchange Media Lab. If you would like to be on the show, you can contact me at bethechurch.go at gmail.com. If you are interested in some of our training, you could go to www.bethechurch.training and download some material there for free. All right, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so for this episode, we are going to be talking about the uniqueness of churches. And so the last podcast that we did was on community and how the church is really designed to be a community. What I want to make sure we all understand is that this does not mean that every church needs to look the same and that every church needs to be part of the same community. When we're looking at the uniqueness of each church, there are several factors that play into this. First of all, we want to make sure that the uniqueness of our particular local church aligns with Scripture. So the fact of being unique does not give us uh, the leeway to welcome in sin within the church, to be something that we're not supposed to be. We still have to make sure that we are following scripture. And what I mean by that is that our church reflects the biblical church in principle, not necessarily uh, the exact same community, because obviously the biblical community looks a lot different Then the modern community, culture was different, the time period was different, right? But in principle, the churches should look the same, but the uniqueness comes from the body itself. So just kind of as an example, so if you are looking at a rural church, right, a a church uh, in the middle of the country somewhere that maybe has 50 regular attendees or something like that, that church is going to look significantly different than, say, an urban church. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. Uh, there's going to be a different style of worship music. And there's going to be a lots of different aspects to each of those church gatherings that make them very, very unique. But the underlying principles of the church still need to abide by biblical principle and biblical structure. And so that's what I mean by being unique and each church having uh, their own uniqueness. Now, some of these areas that are um, going to be unique, one of them is going to be worship style, right? The worship style of every church is going to be different uh, depending on um, really the cultural makeup of your local church body. And so, you know, if you've ever visited another church, you know, you've realized that don't be so critical on, you know, the type of worship style that churches are necessarily worshiping in. However, their worship should be reflective of the worship that we see in scripture, which is bringing glory to God, right? This is worship. This isn't singing, right? As in like a normal record would be just for our own personal entertainment. This is worship to the Lord. Uh, And so when we are worshiping, that's what we should be doing. I personally, I like a wide range of Christian music from 
Christian rap to Christian rock to you know contemporary Christian. You know, there's a wide gambit. You know, I'm very thankful that Christian music has come a long way since I was a kid in the 90s. But not all of it is worship. Some of it is just Christian music. Some of it is worship. So we want to make sure that when we're worshiping, we're actually worshiping the Lord. Okay, so those, that is one of the uniqueness um, aspects to the churches. Another uniqueness aspect is going to be how the church gathers. So depending on the size of your local community, depending on what that looks like, it is going to depend on how you gather. Some local churches, you know, you might gather in a larger group a little bit more frequently. You know, maybe you live in a more of a condensed population, and so you are actually close to a lot of people. And so coming together is just kind of like part of your own culture, part of what you do. We don't want to assume that just because they're gathering in a larger setting means that they're going down the traditional church road. That doesn't necessarily mean that. And then others are going to gather on a much smaller scale, maybe in a house or a park or or something like that, you know, where really your group doesn't exceed you no know, 10, 12 people. And that's just as healthy as you know, a larger gathering. Now there are four different purposes. You can accomplish different things within each of those. And we're gonna talk about that later in some more podcasts. But as far as the uniqueness of these structures, don't be so concerned about you know, how many people are gathering or how big is the gathering. Again, it goes down to the structure. You know, if, if the structure is built upon a business model, then that's how the church is eventually gonna look. As long as it's following those biblical principles and the biblical structure, the size of the gathering doesn't matter. And then there are also uniquenesses found in preaching styles. When you start looking at the gifts, when I'm talking about gifts, we're talking about the fivefold ministry, which is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Each one of those gifts are going to preach the gospel differently. Chances are that a pastor or a teacher, their preaching is going to be a little bit softer, more kind of like a lecture type of a style. Like if you were in a college class and then your apostle, your prophet, and evangelist, List, they're probably going to be a little bit louder, a little bit more extra extravagant, a little bit more charismatic. And neither one of those ways of preaching is right or wrong. It's really going to depend on the culture in which you are from, the culture which you live, and the culture where your church is located. It also has to do with who know of your elders and of those gifted, who are the ones that have been gifted in preaching, who are the ones that have you know, kind of like naturally, naturally fallen into that position of preaching? And depending on what their gift is, that is going to determine the preaching style. So each church is going to have a very unique preaching style. I personally uh, like all of the preaching styles. I think they're, they're all good. I think it's always good to have a guest preacher come in that you know, preaches in a style opposite of what your church body is used to because then they get to, to hear the gospel and they get to hear preaching of the word from a different perspective. There's also going to be uniqueness in how each church actually ministers to the community and what outreach looks like. What does missions look like? You know, some churches are going to be really focused on planting churches in areas where there is no church. Some 
churches might be focused on providing mission support to areas where there's a large number of churches and they just want to come alongside and support existing churches. You know, you find all of that in scripture. You find Paul questing uh, local churches to give money to help financially support the churches in Jerusalem because they were struggling. And, and so each church is going to have its own unique focus. But we have to remember that this uniqueness does not include the foundational structure of the church. We find that in the Bible as being very, very clear as to what the expectations are for the church. And we've already talked through a lot of those and we'll continue talking through those on podcasts in the future. But all of the uniqueness can be applied within the same structural makeup of the church. We have to make sure that our main structural model of the church is based on Jesus and based on the Bible. And that is our main focus. Nothing that we do can take away from the preaching of the gospel and the absolute truth found in scripture. If it does, we A, need to either rework it or B, get rid of it altogether. Because we cannot be doing something that puts the Bible or Jesus kind of as a secondary. If anything gets in the way of that, it, it's not going to help you become a more biblical church. It's it's going to help you become a more business model church, and that's not what we're looking for. We are looking for churches to multiply from a biblical perspective, not grow from a business perspective. And so what does this mean for each of us as individuals? What does this mean for each of us within you know, our own community? What if there is a church within our community, a church gathering within our community, but it doesn't align with our uniqueness? Maybe you recently moved to a little bit more of a rural area and you're, you're from more of an urban area and you're just, you're just not gelling with, you know, a local smaller country church. Like, what does that mean for you? I would suggest that means for you that you either A, Look for people within your community that would associate with your uniqueness and begin gathering as a church with them or find the closest community um, to you that you connect with from from a uniqueness perspective. I know I, I don't think we should be going too far out because you know, once we start getting too far out, then we're actually leaving our own local community and we want to try to stay as close to our own local community as possible in the context of the local church. If you have to drive 45 minutes to go to a church that you know aligns with your uniqueness, I would suggest moving to that area or uh, starting your own gathering where you are. You know, 45 minutes away is, is quite a long ways. You're not really gonna build solid community uh, with people that far away. It's just gonna be really difficult to do that. And so that is really what I suggest. Um, it's really difficult to come into a, a church that is unique in their own way and try to bring in new things. There's no need for us to do that. They're trying to change something that already exists is nearly impossible. And if it was possible, you're going to lose a lot of people in the process. And so I don't suggest going in and trying to change an existing church and how they're gathering, how they're 
you know, doing things, you know, from their uniqueness perspective, you know, either continue to meet with them and, and learn, you know, how to flow with their uniqueness, start your own gathering or join another one that's you know, fairly close you know, to where you live. It can be really difficult and defeating to try to go into uh, a local church that you're not really jiving with and try to change some things. If they're not already going down that path, the chances of getting them to to change their mind or their direction is pretty much impossible. Now, that is not to say, you know, if you are connected to a local church and they've already began some of these discussions and they're realizing that they need to change some things, I would suggest, hey, try to, to you know, get your voice heard, share some of your own inputs and see if there's any way that you can help that church uh, grow and change in light of like the uniqueness that they want to be. So I hope that makes sense when I'm talking about, you know, uniqueness does matter. Uniqueness is important within the churches, but uniqueness does not apply to the structural foundation. There's only one structural foundation we find in, in the scriptures. There's only one way of being the church, but there are multiple expressions of the church. We find different expressions within scripture, we find different expressions today all around the world. We know that different ethnic backgrounds have different cultures and therefore uh, their churches look significantly different from one another. And that doesn't mean any of them are wrong. And all that means is they are different. And we wanna make sure that we are not viewing being different as being wrong because there is no right and wrong in that uniqueness perspective as long as it aligns with scripture and it is following biblical principle. You know, now if they're doing something that's not biblical, that's a whole nother story, and that's another podcast for another time, but we're not talking about that today. We're just talking about those churches that are in line with scripture. They're just unique uh, and really like the church culture and kind of what they look like, how they worship, their preaching styles like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my final thoughts really on what it means to be a unique church and that uniqueness does matter. We don't want to try to force somebody into an environment that they're not comfortable with. Uh, we don't really see that in scripture. We see Jesus asking people to accept truth that they're not comfortable with. But he really got down on their level and wanted to get into their space and their culture and allow them to continue living life how they're living life from their cultural perspective, just welcoming in uh, the truth of the gospel. And that's really what we want to be doing. We do not need to bring our own ways of doing things in somewhere. We do need to bring the truth we have in there. But we do not need to bring how that truth is expressed to different cultures. Let different cultures express the truth, how those cultures understand it. And I promise you, the church will be much more effective if we allow people to worship God within their own cultural norms. If we try to change those, it's just gonna it's just gonna cause a bunch of havoc and chaos, guys. It's, it's just it just isn't worth it. Uh, so yeah, so stay unique, be unique, but do not move away from the biblical structure of church. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Pastoral Advisory, Culturally Incorrect Material. We hope you have learned something today. 
If you want to be on the show or have a question, you can email me at bethechurch.go at gmail.com. Otherwise, until next time.